0: hey beautiful people how are you doing hope you're doing well this one is with tyler dones tyler c dones he has a podcast called being this person which i was actually a guest on right before we recorded um it was actually a really good show there's there'll be a link in the description uh if you want to go hear me talk even more um or if you really like him as a guest and you want to give his show a chance uh that'll be in the description just a nice friendly conversation um and if you'd be up for it if you had like an extra seriously take 30 seconds um just go fill out a survey monkey i'll throw that in the description too it'll just be like a hey, what's your uh, home address kind of question? Uh, it'll be like, you know, just like, who, who are you? What are you up to? What do you like about the show? What do you hate about the show? Just simple stuff like that, and it'll help me out a bunch. So thank you very much, and I'll catch you later. Here's the show. All right, Tyler. Yeah. How goes it, brother?
1: It goes well. <laughs> nice. It goes what you, very well, thanks. What you been up to in life? Uh, I mean, I work a work-a-day kind of guy for the most part, but as we discussed, I also podcast. For entertainment, I do lots of other projects as well. I own a home. There's a lot of just bullshit entailed with like owning a home. (laughs) The in is (laughs) a thing. Like like, how to figure out how to get the cat to live (laughs) in one room so she never has to come in company with the dog. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. The more I've been thinking about it, my partner really wants to own a home. And I'm like, I want to rent for life because that is a fucking shitload of stuff you have to worry about if you own a home.
1: It is. So. You also have the advantage of, <laughs> if I want this room to be pink and green, guess what? Mm-hmm. Not that I have any room. My house is pink and green. i mean, sure rough. you don't. It's sure in fact don't. It's, it's exactly the same color as I'm wearing my whole house. <laughs> <laughs> but but it does
0: afford you that little bit of freedom. Totally. And, but with that freedom comes the responsibility of, or the less lack of freedom, you can't get up and move to right. Bali for a year right. you live, you know? So freedom and not freedom. That's why I'm... I don't know. She'll probably win over. She's probably going to make more money than no, me. And buy them. Reminder,
1: <laughs> reminder that when the refrigerator breaks, you call the credit card company. You don't call a landlord. That's good. And that's a thing. Really? That's a serious thing. Because you're dead of summer and your refrigerator goes out. Think about how much you rely on just your simple refrigerator. Right? Yeah. Something just because we're standard Americans, everybody has one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it goes out. It's the middle of summer. What are you going to do? For how long?
0: Yeah. Dry ice, baby.
1: Right? Or the, the plumbing line between the street and the house, because the plumbers or the, the city'll fix it at the street. Yeah. They won't fix it between the street and your house. You have to do that. Yeah. That was in my world, that was a thousand dollar hole. Dude, I'm a fucking And rent. I went and bought a shovel and dug it my damn self instead of paying somebody a thousand dollars to do it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna rent so hard, I'm gonna pour <laughs> grease down the sink. I'm gonna <laughs> That's the kind of person... That's the kind of life I want to live. That much freedom. I don't care what color paint the house is. I just want a total freedom. No. Freedom with white walls. How free is that? How Tap- free is that? I should show you... it's, it's in, My entire house is an opium den. Like, everywhere I live. My room is literally wall-to-wall tapestries. So, you know, they'll get it back with either a bunch of holes or You can have some of my old fair walls, then. Oh I got a ton of tapestries. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, ben, just for everyone listening, I actually just did an episode of Tyler's show, Being yeah, This yeah, Person. Being This Person. Which I will put in the a link to the the show um and we're just going to come out the exact same time so if you listen to the show you like this person or you want to hear more of me go listen to it or now. me or him yeah yeah, yeah either like, one
1: depending on what side you're on i this tried is, to i tried this is to part ask you one questions or part two, depending on who we're
0: yeah right good point and then i'll come back on your show because i liked it it was very interesting being thanks. a guest thanks
1: it's fun it's a, well it helps that they aren't crazy opposite sides of the world
0: yeah oh there's there is similar exploration into into humankind crazy opposite sides of the world have you interviewed people over the phone not yet because man want to. i have
1: hard enough time with my sound volume <laughs> sound yeah. work right now like if i have to get skype into it mm-hmm. then i mean there's the upside of i know people all over the world Like when yeah. i got out of high school i traveled around the country in a group called up with people it okay. is not defunct but in my cast of people we we would go from city to city and do like a, an hour hour and a half musical show and for every hour that we were on stage we'd do 2 to 4 hours of community oh. service Whoa. we'd stay in host families and it was multinational so in my group of 150 people there were 13 different countries represented and so like the number of people that i've met throughout the globe Escalades like when I'm limited to where I can drive or walk in a day or two yeah that's wonderful I have a very diverse group of friends, but can you imagine like if you could just talk to anybody anytime <sighs> any day
0: um uh, kind of like they invented a thing called the internet where you could <laughs> yeah I know i I, I kind of want to start doing phone interviews man but audio quality's king as far as I'm aware like i I really like making sure, like, it's consistent. Like, if I listen to another person's podcast that has video calls, and the Skype call goes in and out every mm-hmm. two seconds, and I'm like, I can't even hear what they're and saying. I can't
1: pay an NPR-level producer to fix that noise? No,
0: you can't fix it. That's what's at the end you of the know? day. You can't fix it, you know? Yeah. Um, so Are we so, getting a little too inside baseball right now? No, <laughs> <laughs> inside baseball. Meta. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually... I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it maybe in the email or text, but I actually reached out to most of the Eugene podcasters, and I'm like, why aren't we all interviewing each other and sharing guests?
1: I've, yeah. I've found a few, but I think it's much like just. Well, it, yes, I can easily equate it to getting guests, because even people that I know dearly and very intimately are mm. not always willing to have conversation with me on a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, because look at you. No, well, they have to look at me when we're having <laughs> yeah. drinks together. That's funny, right? Yeah. So, so but they'll have drinks and we can talk about super intimate stuff. Uh, But they're not willing to do that on a microphone. Mm. So B, I think there's also a control level of, like, I have my way of working my system. You have your way of working your system. Mm -hmm. Well, but C, doesn't it happen if we walk out on the street and go ahead and try and have a conversation with just somebody on the street? Have you ever tried to do this on the street? I can't. Well, I've got this little portable thing, right? That's a good idea. And it's got a little click-in device. I tried, not a block and a half from here, to do one with somebody I met on the street, just a street musician. It was insane. Really? I have some usable words, but nothing is cohesive. I, by the end of the conversation, ended up talking to five different people uh, because you're out sitting in an alleyway. Yeah. Um, but there again, you, you're deciding what, where you're going to spend your time and who you're going to talk to and why and how. And you make those value judgments because we, we all make judgments. It is inherent to any creature. To make a judgment as to whether this is safe or not—that is the most base judgment, right?
0: You feel safe talking to some—I I don't even want to call them street urchins, but I'll use. It's always sunny from in, in Philadelphia. I language. have I have a sorted history. Okay, you <laughs> are a street urchin. No, I'm kidding. Was? Was I mean,
1: like I've been houseless.
0: So they're your people.
1: Yeah, I've I've been houseless, and so I don't feel that far from them. Mm. Um, which sometimes makes it easy. Sometimes I think it just makes it difficult. Do you ever There's, feel bad and
0: want to bring them into your house, but no, you can't, kind of thing? Or do you?
1: I've helped a number of friends out who were in destitute places. Mm. Uh, That doesn't mean necessarily I brought a stranger home from the street. There was somebody I knew who had something going on and stuff started not going on. And I, I feel very blessed. Another wonderful thing about being a homeowner is that I feel blessed that I can, without asking anybody about a lease or any fucking stuff, 100%, go, dude, you've been without a house for three months. You
0: just... I got a spare bed, or yeah. I got a corner of my basement. <laughs> he hears that you've had a spare men- bed for three months, <laughs> right? You know, they're like, "You're fucking what? I was the like, fuck yeah, you know." And and a so podcast in there. <laughs> well, oh that's God. I did that.
1: I do have a roommate though. At mm. the same time, you know, yeah, um, that was a mutual agreement with some things that that changed in the world. But but um, I, yes, I kind of feel that. But the other side of it is that. I also look at a lot of the people that live on the street. Um, And just to throw this out before I say what I'm about to say, mental illness terrifies me, and the way we deal with it in this country terrifies me. And I realize that that is heavy on the reasons or amongst the reasons of why people are on the street everywhere. Mm -hmm. That being said, I often will see people on the street who don't appear to be trying and having been, houseless myself I know that you can get to a point where you own a home I was houseless with a pregnant woman <sighs> okay I moved every day in a tent with a pregnant woman Oh my we God. almost had our baby in a tent I was barely able to achieve an apartment two months before he was born
0: Jesus.
1: okay so when I look at the situation on the street and I'm able to cast the mental illness issues aside. And, and Which is a all big of part of it. You everything get, that encompasses that. Right. Part, yeah. Everything that encompasses that. Totally. Because it, be it may not just be your mental illness. Maybe it's a, an abusive situation or whatever that throws you on the street. I do also know for myself that I got myself in such a shit spot because I was making horrible decisions. Like, mm. I had a really pretty professional job and such before I ended up there made some terrible decisions, ended up on the street. I know for a fact you can get back off of it. And so, it's, it's a really tough thing for me sometimes. Luckily, it makes me so I'm not super terrified of people on the street. I, I have an understanding, acceptance,
0: and... Do you want to hear one of the saddest things involving all this, though? Um, my good friend who... I don't, I don't I, someone who helped me out a lot in life. I'd call him my angel investor who bought me all this gear, laptop, everything, flew me down to L.A., made all this possible. He would go out of his house, go talk to homeless people. He would have homeless people come into his house and just do an hour of chores in the backyard and give them $100 bills um, just to help them out, say, you can go sleep in my any part of my house whenever you want to all the homeless people around him in L.A. And then he killed himself, because I think he was just around the, such a destitute part of life for months on end, and then winter came, and it was just so... Heartbreaking to have all these people that he had grew to care for never getting better.
1: So, I, I <laughs> do, do you have <laughs> any evidence of the fact that that was the thing that pushed him over the edge? Because I have he questioned blo- his vlog
0: every single day, and his vlog started. I think he got a large lack of sleep, but you could just tell that he was getting more and more downtrodden in the way that we. Um, treated people with mental illness and homeless people. And when I was there, like, homeless people... I I felt a little uncomfortable at first. I'm like, homeless people are just walking into his house, and he's just handing out money from a wallet that has tons of money, and I'm like, what's going on here? Um, But he was just that person when I met him, and then within two, three, four months, it just kept, like, his vlogs would just get more and more, just like, guys, come on, we've got to do something. And it's just eventually, he was just found with his wrist slit on a walk. That's crazy, man.
1: That I feel for you. That's a tragic story. What can um, you do? I also, with, I, what was that, a minute and a half? You have the clock in front of you this time. Uh, that of what I know about this story, it sounds like somebody that may have gone in w- with some struggles of their own. He definitely had mental health problems. Yeah. With 100%. And, and that like nobody completes just because of something around them. mm mm-hmm. People only complete because of things in them. What do you say complete? Uh, I say that it's a suicide awareness thing. Oh, I've never heard that. Um, I actually learned it from somebody on one of my podcasts. Interesting. Uh, but, but she's lost a number of people in her life. And, and in the community, uh, the, the awareness thing is you don't, you don't, commit, it's not, you don't commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You complete suicide. I mean, mm-hmm. like committing suicide is a failure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You complete Hmm. they're people who have completed and and i think it's a very accepting term because you've completed your life and it it gives a little power to that person because no matter how shitty that makes the rest of us feel Mm -hmm. around a person who does complete
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's it's their life ultimately yeah
0: But at that point, you're paying respect to the dead and the people who are alive and high schoolers who are impressionable hearing it's completing your life and respectable. I don't know if that's something you want to impress upon them, you know? I dicker with it as well. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm totally someone from the outside. I'm wrong here, but I'm saying that's my initial. Uh, You're not wrong.
1: It's an opinion. And and if we're going to change (laughs) as a society. My opinion's right. There's are yeah. wrong. No well, everybody's wrong except for me, you know, classic thing. Mm-hmm. But, but we're all entitled to our opinions. And if we're going to change the way society works and the way we communicate about these things and the way we approach mental health, especially, we need to find words that don't, man, speaking words, I get triggered by the word Trigger like really? right yeah, like okay. it, you're not fucking triggering me like yeah. it just it gets it's an off-putting word i don't like it for whatever reason etc i was called gay too much as a child to like the word gay much anymore or whatever yeah. it is it but we have to be able to question that and we have to be able to have those conversations and it's it's not something a lot of people i think put their best into
0: just being called gay trigger you know actually um
1: I frankly call myself the gay one frequently. Yeah, I, I run this weird line <laughs> as far as sexuality goes, which allows me to accept all everybody else's weird lines about sexuality.
0: Wait, so did they call it correctly? and no, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I'm, main, I'm mainly hetero-flowing. Yeah, I'm totally not with you but, in a you very know, inappropriate way. I also don't discriminate. Yeah. Like, a beautiful person is a beautiful person kind of thing.
0: What's an interesting thought is, do you think if no one ever made fun of you, if you would have been very heteronormative, or do you think the fact that they made fun of you made you think about homosexuality? I think, the fact, so, that, I think the fact that they made fun of me made me more heteronormative than it would have been. More heteronormative? Mm-hmm. It didn't make you think about it more and then... Oh, you
1: don't want to be fucking called gay in the in the gym locker room. But if you're gay... Especially not then, because then you were actually hit in the downfall. It's, down a, okay, it's
0: it. a different time. Because if you make fun of straight people now for being gay, it's like, oh whatever. But then if you're making fun of a gay kid now, you're just you know, like, back then you're it was an asshole. absolute threat. Yeah. So it now, was a threat. Now like, I think coming out of gay gets, gets rid of that. Being called
1: gay Jesus. is very different. Jesus. And that's not that long before you, man. That's, that's no, not it's not like crazy Yeah. I mean, know. my mother was chased home and called a bastard because her dad died in a military <laughs> fucking plane wreck. So I mean that's just the progression of things. So if yeah. we're gonna keep having that change, we have to be able to have discussions about how those words affect people and how we use them and how we're going to move along. Good point. And it's it's just not something that happens very frequently except in situations like you and I like to bring about the world like let's talk about the shit, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I brought it up with uh, the girl who I had on my show. She's a singer, but she is one of the craziest, most woke people, so people who I'm... Re- um, I'm gonna repeat a horrible story that makes me look really bad, but I'm gonna repeat it to someone who it would be more apropos, um, saying I was talking to someone um, the other day before a New Year's party, and um, we were just talking, having a friendly conversation as me, my partner, and him, and um, it was all good, funny vibe. He may have been on mushrooms because maybe that was the reason he was weird. But he's a, he's a very um, he's all
1: esoteric, anyhow. No, or? he's
0: just a social, um, socially left. Like he's like okay, you can't say the word Eskimo kind of person, like those kind well, of. That's people. fair. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I um, love the movie Heather's, yeah, but <laughs> but so I, I I I tend to have fun with it, um, and it's very inappropriate, I'm sure. But um, he's like, Tiger, do you stretch? Because I'm sitting here looking all tense or whatever. And I was like, I said something to the, to the effect of like, no, I'm not gay. And then he got like really offended. <laughs> but and, and then my girl, like my partner started laughing and I'm like, I thought that was funny because first off, everyone should stretch. <laughs> right. Second off, if I don't stretch, like I'm the asshole, you know, like I'm like, it, it's, I didn't think it would be aligning gay with anything bad, so I thought it'd be a funny joke. I think it is
1: a funny <laughs> joke because I took it and equated it to like stretch your gender normativity, you know, like oh, stretch your realm. Yeah. And it was just, like, I was like, like is that the way the kids say it now it is? You do you stretch. You're just talking <laughs> about like, like yeah, I'm not stretching. yoga, but do you reach for the sky once a while to get a kink out of your neck? Right.
0: And I'm like, <laughs> that's nothing that would be associated with sexuality, so I'm like, that hey, it'd be a funny joke. Mm-hmm. And I could just tell that I was like, that wasn't the right time to say it. Like, right. And I'm like, at what point can you not even like kind of joke around about things like that so I'm like I don't know I'm getting that's a real heavy question it's a heavy question like
1: right now in this time that we're living in it is a very heavy question and I've done a lot of changing my own (laughs) vernacular I've been a long believer in the fact that there's no such thing as a bad word there are only words that have been misused Mm -hmm. and then I um, I did some research on Richard Pryor Mm -hmm. and Richard Pryor quit using a word that his
0: culture is allowed to claim and I'm not allowed to say yeah not Um, allowed to say you shouldn't say. You're allowed to say anything. I can. I
1: don't that. want to. I don't want the repercussions of me doing it. So I will, by my own doing, okay, make it so you. that I am not allowed. Yeah. Good. Good to make yeah. me define that. Yeah. And I used to not be afraid of that word, mm. and I would use that often as my example of like, "There's no bad words." But when I heard him define getting off the plane in Africa and being asked that question, I don't know if you've ever heard the question or mm. the story. So Richard Pryor. I mean, he, he was Richard Pryor. who was supremely offensive on purpose for much of his career. In fact, almost the entirety of it. After he set himself on fire and sobered up, he made a pilgrimage to Africa. Is the best, pilgrimage is the best word I got for it. Mm-hmm. And he got off the plane and one of his guides, he, he used the word, and one of his guides and said, looked at him and said, do you see anybody, any of those around here? And he mm-hmm. looked around and it was Africa. Like, I'm the weird color person in Africa. Mm-hmm. And he had to say no, and he tells this story on stage in one of his in one of his very well I, I don't know if it's delirious or but one of his very well known bits he tells this story of he looked around and he had to say no and he also at that moment decided to quit using that word, <laughs> and that made me really seriously start looking at that and it it wasn't just that because then I looked at well how did being called gay when I was younger affect me how. All right, so I was talking to that one trans person that was okay with being called Tranny. But that's also not okay anymore. Hmm. And and then I got to a place, I actually ended up at a party with a person um who was with someone who was transitioned, and and I know what to call her as far as pronouns, but her partner, who was we ended up alone in a room playing a piano together, looked over and says, "What am I supposed to call you?" And they said they just said their name. Hmm. And that was when I really switched, was like, how about I just call people everybody by their name? Yeah. Give them that and not only not only am I avoiding all of the issues of offending someone, but people really fucking like hearing their name.
0: Oh, interesting. I've heard the it opposite. It
1: makes you feel good. There's been tons of studies that say hearing your name just makes you feel valid.
0: I've heard the exact opposite. I really? don't say people's names on purpose. Yeah. You like when your name's said?
1: Tyler? As long as it's said in entirety.
0: If you if you start the same first two letters that we share, yeah, I'm done. No, I'm not funny. that person. Yeah. Huh. I've never thought about it. I'll start. I'm going to be more cognizant of what it feels like to have my name said. Because I've never really noticed. And I heard one total pseudoscience bro thing throwing around that's like who would want their name to be said then it feels like you're being kind of called out like even if it's unless it's like indirect praise like hey Tyler you're a really good person thank you for all that you do but if it's just like oh that Tyler guy and you hey Tyler would you It's just like it like cues you in yeah, cuz you're probably when I so walked used to your in the door parents. and said
1: hi I'm Tyler you're Tiger yeah, right yeah, but we introduce like, each other just that introduction validates you as an individual.
0: Validates that I'm but, wearing with you. But what's my whole mantra? I am. I don't need to be validated. You are. You don't need Here's to be validated. Here's where part two <laughs> comes in. Yeah, this is where part two We don't need to be validated. Why do I need to be validated? I'm valid. I'm valid. Me existing is valid. I'm worth the air can that I breathe. do that agrees. on their own. Yeah, but I'm saying everyone should. You not know? everybody can. you to mollycoddle everyone until everyone. <sighs> <laughs> not even mollycoddle, but you know what I mean? This, like Some people just don't have the facilities because they've come
1: from a background. It sounds like I mean it seems like you came from a relatively supportive background yeah. where you're able to find that in yourself. Mm-hmm. And not only find it, but build it. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that is heavily to blame on the person that can do it. So in your case, congratulations on making that work. And a lot of people also don't in places for they're ever validated.
0: Mm-hmm. And example.
1: and it's not even an abusive situation. It's just and that that's kind of the suburbs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No. Very good point. And and so they don't have the tools to say
0: I'm valuable because of me. Not valuable, but valid. Valid and valuable are two very 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 different things. I don't think I'm valuable just because of me, but I think everyone is worth the air that they breathe and the food that they eat.
1: I would hope so. Yeah,
0: they're valid. You're 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 valid. If you're alive and breathing, you made it this far, you're valid, you're okay. No one one has the right to question why you're here, who are you, what are you doing here, unless you're in private property. (laughs) If you're not in private property, no one should ever be able to ask you that question. You have to answer. That's my thing. That's why it's so funny that your show is who are you and why and why are you. And I'm like, what? This is the funniest thing that this is, again, the antithesis of me. It's just. It's it, it
1: is. It is nice to. And I. I like doing that.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, it's that's fun. part of the
1: reason I built that, it was that a good faith. It was a good face. And and that's. That's a question I will ask somebody on the street. But I will try not to ask it in a way. Here I go with disclaimers. But don't yeah. make me a devil. But I, I'll try and ask it in a way where I'm actually interested. Mm.
0: Not, are you not like, who are you? I try to ask it in a way as if I'm really interested or like I'm really interested. Like, are you really interested? I actually am <laughs> okay. interested. I mean, that's, that's why I do this. Yeah. That's yeah, totally. why I,
1: I'll, I put it on the internet to, that I'll talk to anybody, mm-hmm. anybody. Some of my most interesting interviews are random Craigslist. I put out a Craigslist ad. I knew it was going to be an interesting adventure. Yeah. Fantastic people. Nice. Every single one of them. It's a good idea. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's nice that you have a, you know, a third-party yeah, place where you absolutely. can go feel safe. Um, remind me off Mike. I'll give you another recommendation because it's more public. Beautiful.
0: Uh, Farrell Coffee? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: Rentable rooms, affordable. Shout uh, out yeah, Farrell Coffee. Yeah, quick plug for <laughs> <Provero. laughs> no, like, what are you talking affordable about? Affordable oh, upstairs fair. rooms, and they're a little echoey, but On, it's On, like, Blair public. Street, right? Um, Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. But it's good. Everybody feels safe there. You, you can meet somebody that you've never met. Mm. There and and know that there's people around and ideally you're gonna be safe, they're gonna be safe, nobody's getting mugged. Yeah. There's no Dahmer issues or you know, you yeah. know plastic yeah. visqueen on the walls. And they have or good
0: coffee. Let's just call it out like Do that too. They have good pretty good coffee They mm. Really mean cup of chai. Mean, mean <laughs> cup <of> chai, mean. <laughs> I've actually tried brewing coffee with chai tea once. Um it was okay. It's not bad. <laughs> not bad. It's not bad. Okay. I'd recommend going a little bit more Louisiana. If you're gonna throw something in your coffee, throw
1: some chicory in and call it good. I don't even know what chicory is. Oh
0: Man. But I did it with sweet chai of mine. If, if anyone's ever listening, that's a, the real shout-out. Try sweet chai Mind mine chai tea. That is that the is best. That is good chai, I actually. have some of covered. One of the best chai And that's chai not even for my sister's fancy tea company. That's funny. Yeah, his <laughs> sister owns a tea company, and he... She works for it, but yeah. Funnily enough, screen prints mm-hmm. for a living. And I have been struggling, I think I've tried, uh, six or seven or eight times to make the screens to screen print. So we might connect at some point in life if this I, last. I think we should because if you're at six or seven, we can really shorten that journey for you. Well, um, I've got all of them except the logo, so I'm just like trying this last one. This last. Well, you're one.
1: trying to make that logo. No God. Okay, that I was like That's
0: super detailed for home yeah. printing, buddy. Yeah, it's like three different colors and it's all hazy and it's <laughs> you're different. Right. No, no. You're
1: gonna do a four color process at home? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and I don't even have the
0: thing. I was just gonna line it up. <laughs> Well, we'll find some YouTube videos or something. No, I'm doing one color. I'm going to do gold on black and black on tan. And I'm doing pale waves. I also have light pink and light blue. for.
1: Black on tan is going to be your easiest start with that one. Black and tan.
0: So I'm excited. I'm doing sweatshirts and shirts. I'd like to eventually do tan sweatpants. That'd be sick. But it's hard to find sweatpants for cheap, like bulk sweatpants. Uh, I'm
1: in the industry. Like when you're in an industry. Shit, man. Like it's hard to find a good (laughs) bottle of wine. But when you work, it, it, it well... I actually, in this valley that we live in for a winery, it's not mm. hard to find good wine. Very true. Uh, it, it's it's just being in the industry. Yeah. You know, where do you get the best clothes? You work in the industry. Where do you get the best microphones? You
0: work in the industry. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to fix my expensive Danish speakers? Well, I got to find somebody who works in the industry. Yeah. It's all industries, man. So what is, what's something you've been interested in, like, kind of looking into in life? Like, for example, you may have heard on my show, I'm, I'm interested in talking about sleep, serotonin. Um, flow state, consciousness, uh, all this sh- boring shit that people hate hearing about. It's I love talking. That's kidding. one of my favorite shit, actually. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, it, clearly, clearly, the state of mental health has been big on my head. Mm, because you've battled with it, or just people oh, I definitely battled with it more in my youth. Okay. I'm much more stable now, but it's because I was given a relatively nurturing surroundings to oh, help me develop that. I'm very concerned about it, and oh. and more so, especially to hearken it back and. I'll bring you back out of this, because I know you don't want to wallow in the muck for too long. Politics. But, uh, but I'm really concerned about the, the state of men's mental health, especially in mm. our culture. No, I don't mind talking about this. I love and this topic. And it's because our culture has largely taught and trained and bred, literally genetically bred men to be emotionless, and to be just a workhorse, and to just keep pushing forward all the time. and you know, for instance, my father has a very difficult time talking about his mental health struggles. Like not he's not riddled with mental health issues, but like it's hard for him to express that he's sad. Mm. It took I was well into my 20s before he said I love you first to me. You know. Jesus. Oh, but that's the way it is. Yeah. You know. And and your father's probably not very different from my age. I don't know what the relationship is, but I bet he's significantly less emotive than you are. But.
0: but he says, he, he says, he says, I love you all the time. I just, I think he cried once in his life kind of thing. Just when my brother was born.
1: Yeah. Cried once in his life that you ever saw.
0: I wasn't, I wasn't I'm there sure for he's I wasn't there for my brother. No, that's what my mom says. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure as a kid, every kid cries.
1: I, uh, he's cried as a man. Yeah. And if he hasn't, then that's what I'm concerned
0: about. Do mm. you think crying is important? I,
1: I think I think emoting yeah, is important, should, but, but crying is is a release. What do you,
0: why do you think people cry? I've been asked this question because I, uh, in stints where I take more psychedelics than not, I tend to tear up easier. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people cry? Or why do I you think cry? that's a great
1: explanation for yourself to answer? And I think the answer is that you're more more vulnerable when you're going through a stint of. Um, mind expansion and exploration, you make yourself more vulnerable to yourself in the first place. You also become more in touch with everything and everyone around you. I don't know if you've ever done a fucking hallucinogen, those <laughs> of you are listening, but if you've ever done one, it is a way to confirm that we are all somehow connected. Somehow. Energy, Like you get that is. On the first trip, whether it was fun or not, yep. you'll still get that answer on the first trip. Yep. And, and so you become just more intrinsically uh, compassionate and mm-hmm. And emotionally connected to things, and especially yourself, and so yes, I think having those emotions. Also, the extreme elation, like if you've ever laughed, laughed for oh, yeah. four
0: hours straight, oh yeah, then. But I mean, not even on psychedelics. Like if I take psychedelics multi days a week, um, like that time period where that's happening, I'll cry mm-hmm. even on when I don't take it. Yeah, you know, and but like the reason for why I cry, I built it down. To one singular reasoning, I've f- like kept figuring it out. I'm like, it's okay. Is, this, is it maybe gratitude, or is it sometimes like you know, like all these different things? Because I don't tend to cry from sadness. I tend to cry from just how grateful I am for all the people around me and like all the places I am in life. Like as you've said, mm-hmm. um, or maybe as the last guest, I'm, I've done six shows today. It's I understand um, <laughs> they get confusing, but uh, I think people cry because they have too much to say and can't say it. it maybe in the amount of time, or they literally can't find the words. You cry when you can't find another way to express how you feel. Like, you want to say thank you to someone, and maybe they're not here, you cry. You want to say thank you, but you don't have enough time to say it or can't figure out the words to say it, you cry. You cry as a way to... and and I think violence is also an expression in fewer words or no words, you know?
1: I, I... I agree with the premise, okay, but I want to ask a question about it because... The way that you used your words, um I'm super sloppy with my words. You well, <laughs> and see, this is where I'd encourage <laughs> encourage some self inter- or some introspection as opposed to um, someone else's. Name. But it's some introspection is that uh you cry when you can't express it through more words. That to me sounds like devaluing crying. That if, is expressing. If you were about that to- is that is extreme expression and then you brought up violence just not long behind that and that also is extreme expression which I have a heavy bag in my basement Mm -hmm. so that I don't violently cry at it (laughs) sometimes sometimes, (laughs) I mean I've I've hit it till my knuckles were bleeding and I was just a bawling mess of goo but that's what it is there for Mm -hmm. so that I can get all of that out in some way that hopefully I'm good enough to know where my gloves are are so I can put them on and not even hurt myself that much. Yeah. But I think that's really important. Not only to include that as an emotion and an expression, but to realize that it is such a heightened state. You cry when you can't control not crying. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. But the reason that you are crying. If you were to die right now, but you have five minutes before you die to think, you'd probably start crying mainly because you said, shit, I wish I could tell my son this before I die, but you can't, and then you'd probably start crying. Mm
1: Have the glory of hundreds of hours recorded (laughs) information for my
0: son. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Uh, not something everybody has. I understand where you're going. Yeah, for one last time or whatever. You say, "Damn, I wish I could." Oh, I can't. And then you just that—that's my understanding of why people cry from personal um, and from like kind of like noticing when other people. Do. it's just when you can't express what you want to express that's like that's the go-to and yeah i do think it's powerful it's <laughs>
1: also when you when you lash out with your fist i think it's, when it's the memories are also it's formed. when you can't do anything yeah other than other than put it out emotively so so to move it beyond crying and violence uh, does that equate to the days that that you just be like today i can't and you stay in bed all day long is that a similar emotion? Should that be valuable as well? Should no. that be
0: assessed? So I'd, I'd almost call those days my deep rest days instead of depressive, deep rest. Like, I'll, I'll totally spend a day in bed, but I have no sadness attached to it, and it's definitely not when I'm so emotion emotive that I'll cry. It's just like, I'm resting. I'm literally resting. So like, every little bit of me, I'm not talking to anyone. Like, I'm resting. And then, if anything, when I'm up the highest is when I'm probably most likely to be emotive no one wants to fight when or, or cry when they're like, maybe some people cry, when they're like really like laying in bed, just like no energy. Because that's, everyone gets that. I call it the glue trap on the show. <laughs> You've been there. Uh, glue
1: trap is a totally d- decent way to say it. I, I, oddly enough, I mean, I do take those days. It is very rare. It is very rare. Like I was at work at between 7 and 8 this morning. I'm still going right now. I, I will still be going a couple hours after I get home. Ah. I, I just thank run. you for taking the time to do the oh, show. Oh, thanks like. for having me. Yeah, I know, was man. super excited. Cool. I, I felt badly for you yesterday being <laughs> in a position I'd been in before, oh, was so Like dumb. sitting in an empty
0: room with the recording gear. Yeah. is just the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, as a super quick, uh, yesterday, um, he when we emailed, he said Tuesday at six, and I read the sixth at six, and that was Monday at <laughs> six. So I was sitting here for like an hour getting ready for my first show back from break. I haven't talked to anyone like this in a month, and then so that doesn't fall through. And then today I have six shows, so I've been talking right. for over six, six almost seven hours. Today. Yeah. Well, tomorrow gets to be a glue trap day. No, I have more people tomorrow. Oh, shit, I, have, I have more shows for the next three four days. I'm, I'm Saturday talking. you get to have a glue trap day? Yes, Saturday okay. I get to have a
1: glue trap day. <laughs> I, so so
0: back to your glue <laughs> trap
1: days. I think they're totally valid and I love them and I take them myself because I, I run at an extremely high pace. Like I said, I've got two podcasts. I've got more than a a 40-hour-a-week job that's in management nonetheless, so I'm highly focused, filling lots of shoes and things there. I've got some side hustles and things just to keep life and limb together. I want a home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's always going, 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 going. And so I will occasionally, like, I just get fucking tired. Mm -hmm. I've gotten better at realizing that, like, Tyler, you're just tired. Just take a day, man, and binge watch some crap TV show or something in the dark of your bedroom
0: and such. And you know what happens if you don't do that? You... You eventually die. No, you get well. You get sick. Your immune system gets down. Like you, either you're going to take True. a break, or your body's going to force you to take a break. You get a flu or a common cold. Like your mm. immune system gets down when you're that stressed. Yeah, I, so, I tend to end up with physical ailments. Uh, well, whatever it is, yeah. if you want to get, yeah, if you want to be physically Ill, physically affects me. Yeah. yeah, physically ill. Less take more breaks because that's your body telling you you need to take yeah. a break, and you pushing through.
1: Herein lies the rub. Those glue trap days are the only days I actually feel much guilt. Because as we talked about, guilt is kind of a wasted thing. Mm -hmm. Like, look at it. Did you do the best you could at the moment with the facilities that you had to your availability? Then you really shouldn't feel much guilt about it. Yes, there are some things I wish I would have done differently, but I'm not going to feel guilt over them. Mm -hmm. But I will spend an entire Saturday (laughs) binge watching a shit TV show in my bed, making myself rest so I can not have some physical ailment come on just rolling in a pigsty of guilt.
0: Really? See, I I was raised, I think everyone was raised, for if you take time to just watch TV and play video games or whatever, you should feel guilty for it, because your parents are like, go to school, go outside. But eventually, like I think that has to break down in everyone's mind. I remember
1: that, a day when we loaded a video game on a cassette. It took two hours. We would go outside
0: just to kill the time to play yeah. the video game. Yeah, Like, that's the world I came mm-hmm. from. Yeah, So, but everyone grows up feeling guilty. Like, their parents will be like, hey, stop doing that, you know? But then when you're older, it's like, no, do that. Ta- take time for yourself. Find time for whatever you want. If it's time that you enjoy, it's good time, as long as it's not filling your head with toxic stuff. Well, as long
1: as you can maintain a balance.
0: And yeah. that works both ways because one of the things I like taking time for is
1: work. Like I've been in a number of circles where people, you know, you can sit in a circle and people ask questions like, what do you do, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the questions come up more than once. Like, what do you do for fun? Yeah. My answer is I work. Like I've got one very research heavy podcast. The other one is just a scheduling nightmare, as yeah. you understand. I do. Right. And like those are only two of my hobbies, mm-hmm. but they're hobbies with due dates and like homework, yeah, and and you know, the after processing, like there's there's hours into every one hour of what I create. I work because yeah. I enjoy that absolutely. And and so therein lies yet another rub. Is when you a lot of rubs you know, in finding, but find, well, there you're, are a lot of rubs in life, yourself, man. Here, aren't you, man. Well, hands are both above the <laughs> table. Come now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I like it, though. But here, here what's, what's the rub there? I just kept hearing you say, like, and there's the rub, <laughs> the, and there's
1: the rub within the rub. <laughs> there is. There's, there's the rub there that, A, the first rub was you got to find the balance yes. between your off time and your on time. Mm-hmm. And if you push too much to either side, you're going to do it at self-detriment. Mm-hmm. The second rub is when there is somebody who, who is like me. I'm not the only one like me. That enjoys doing stuff with obligation attached to it, uh, I have to really look at when I need actual downtime because I forget like downtime is working time. it's just working on exclusive of my thing, and there are times when I need to go no like you don't even get to edit today. you don't get to you know there's no there's no social media for promotion, there's no trying to build a new red bubble cider there's none of that today nice. and, and, and so I have to maintain a balance in that way a lot of people have to maintain a balance in some other way but you have to have that balance of uptime and downtime for it, for it to work out
0: yeah. I think I'm there with you, man. I've, I've actually been sleeping more and more lately, and I want to try to stop it. Like, I've, I've had days where I sleep 12 hours. I'm like, geez, where'd that day go, you know? So I want to try sleeping six hours a night, but I swear my body will just kick my ass every time I get six hours of sleep a night. Instead of making up two hours next extra the next night, I have to get four hours of sleep the next night. Mm. Like, sleep has been chaos for me lately, man. I just want to get six hours of sleep, because then you can go to bed at 1 a.m. and wake up at 7 oh. fucking a.m. How much? Mm -hmm. How tight would that be if I could run off six hours of sleep? But I don't think I can. My body just isn't happy with it. It runs. I almost feel emptier, and um, my joints just feel. Everything feels worse if I don't get enough sleep. Like sleep is found the bedrock of me feeling happy and healthy. Bedrock. I saw what you did with the words. Ah, Yeah, that's fine.
1: And I I appreciate that you acknowledge that amongst yourself. And knowing that amongst yourself will help find a balance. You'll be able to find that balance. So maybe there are ways you can prolong your productiveness without necessarily involving sleep. So maybe it's not you all do. about
0: productiveness.
1: Are you productive most of the time? I have hobbies that are obligations. I yeah. like the word hobligations. Hobligation. obligations. Obligations. That's hilarious. Well, me. it is. I mean, there's like a podcast. I got a fucking redo, re- release
0: date. Yeah. I have to do
1: whatever it takes to get there in yeah. that amount of time.
0: Oh. that's why I feel really good about getting five. I mean, five. Of my yeah, own shows. nailed. You can, like, you can like, have a couple of rat trap yeah. days I'm now, like, right? Fucking yeah, bro. <laughs> five shows. But I mean, I'll, I'll have weeks where I'll put out four shows in a week, five shows in a week. And I hate it because I'm like, why didn't I save one of these for next week? So then I have to, Sit on them. Yeah, but so I always feel mid-wise. bad doing that, dude. And uh, you're the only one that knows. I know.
1: I Nobody know. knows what's on your computer except I for know. you
0: or well, the NSA. And think, and well, the FBI, I feel bad for the guest. And, uh, I'm telling the guest, I'm like, hey, we did a show today, and they're like, all right, when it'll be up? And I'm like, T's. well, feel none of that obligation with me. I'll put yours up next July. No. Perfect. Not this July. Right
1: around our birthdays. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that would be so funny. I like it, dude. It'll I'd be see. so buried in my hard drive. I may have to replace yet another hard drive by then. That's so funny. I'll, I'll <laughs>
0: keep a double, I'll keep a double on mine and I'll just send it to you. We'll have two golden episodes. All your listeners will be like, why does this episode sound so funny? <laughs> you know? There is gonna be some of that anyhow. Like, yeah. Why does it sound but I mean,
1: like I said, I've recorded in bars and things, or so I mm-hmm. just I do the disclaimer at the beginning, like this is the time we met. We were going to a show together in Portland. We found the quietest place we could. There's a ton of racket. I can't remove it. Nice. If you hate it, go to the next one. Go That's next fine. One. If you want to listen to the conversation,
0: yeah. pretend you're at a bar with us because you are. Someone, uh, something someone asked me, a good friend of mine asked me on like episode nine really early on. He's like, it was a decision you made really early on. I'm asking this for you because it's kind of stuck with me what makes you think that the conversations you have are worth people listening to? Yeah. That's a good-ass question. It's a question but you I hate can, being asked. I, no, it
1: isn't. Thomas Sahira, no. thanks for the question. I uh, All right, well, shout-out, Thomas. I'd like to chat with you sometime. That's a good question. I did it because... And this gets into... You're gonna have to go listen to part one or two or,
0: Your or show. however you want to measure that. This, you're gonna have to listen yeah. to
1: the other show. Uh my my theory was and i i had for a long time struggled with this Uh, i have believed that we as a culture especially the western civilization that i have lived in grown up in spend too much time focusing on our differences i am this or i am that you said a handful of that like if you define as italian then you're not necessarily defining yourself as something different you're deciding yourself defining yourself as something that is part of a cohesive whole alternative Mm -hmm. in my world was one that i brought up uh I don't think that's effective. I think that if we can focus more on how we are similar, then we will get on better as a society. If I don't spend all my time standing across the street from someone yelling at them for why they're different, for being on the other side of the street, then but fuck those people
0: over there on that side of the street right no. fuck them no.
1: standing um, over on East Broadway there's actually a great kids.
0: story about, about uh, sorry if I think that was it was really somewhere loud in Illinois you.
1: uh, you're the one that told me not to do that I'm sorry I was just saying to <laughs> the listeners like sorry sorry if that
0: was really loud and out of the blue you're getting really serenaded by your voice those are called it's sound effects you don't have the wah wah wah, wah buttons yeah, no, I so get, right yeah I got the uh, table slam so that's I mean special. there's
1: actually an interesting story about something I, there was a city in Illinois actually two cities and they were literally across the river from each other and one of them tried and build a bridge and they would burn the bridge down. Really? It's, this is a true story. yeah That's funny. So, uh, if you're a podcast person, there's a doll up on it. Go find it. Anyway, uh, I wanted to find a way to focus on why we're similar, which is why my questions fall in the order that they do, especially in the first version of the questions, is because I want to explore why each person is individual and I want to ask them later to relate back. That person that they just described, and all the thoughts that are still rolling around in their head that came out of their mouths to the rest of society. And one of the unfortunate truths is that I've learned that we all suffer pain, or at least under have an understanding of suffering pain. Uh, but I think it also is a great way to know that uh, well, there's someone else out there. You're not, you're not alone. And that's one of the reasons I love podcasts is you're not alone. Somebody else is there, man. Somebody else has been through it. And and you can at least catch a tiny snippet of it in your ear in a private space at some point in time. And maybe it'll change your world. Maybe it'll bring you away from your completing. Maybe it'll keep you alive. And that's what I set out to do. And I really wanted to do it. I tried to do it for years through writing and blogging and um, all the pursuits I could come up with. And sitting down and having a conversation with somebody that can be shared with the entire world or the handful of people that actually listen to it doesn't matter, does actually matter to one of those handful of people or one of those entire world. And that's why I did it, and that's the conscious decision I made, is I wanted people to find a way to connect.
0: That's a way better reason than me. I like the sound of my own voice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm into that too. <laughs> okay, no, I like that man. That's that's a that's a really good uh, purpose, cause, drive, cause for living, cause for doing what you do, man. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, you just like hanging out, getting drunk with your buds. I assume, kind of. Well, <laughs>
1: that that one that one came of. We were we would I was having dinner parties at my house once a week, anyhow. Nice. Um, and and it was like, well, we could record some of this. I've been a heavy podcast listener for more than a decade like there aren't many podcasts that are still on that I was listening to back then there are a couple um, oh yeah dude psychedelic salon let's yeah. go guys keep at it yeah uh but it it sounded like why don't we record this yeah. and then i just kind of because my my social group was narrowing a little bit anyway i was like hey how about how about the three of us have this conversation? And if we do it this way, we can just have infinite number of topics and conversation. So it's really just reasons to get together. I mean, half the time we refer to it as men's group. Mm-hmm. We just press record for an hour and a half. No
0: women. No women allowed. Well we've had women on. We're we've masons. had women
1: guests. It is not men hating women's women's hating men's group, whatever. I don't know what a you have to go look at some little rascals references for that one. And I probably totally misquoted it. But yeah, now you just sound like a knobkin. Now I sound like a really old person. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Those women with their ovaries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but it, it is just a way for us to communicate with people who are cool, listen to our, you know, whatever is going on in your world and are willing to show up and keep up. Oh, I like it. But it gives us a reason to hang out. And then we, you know, we record for an hour and a half and mm-hmm. then we talk some more and then we have dinner and then we talk some more. And I was going to make dinner anyway. Nice. It's not harder to cook for some friends. Yeah. Another uh, glory of owning your house. <sighs> you convinced me. No. <laughs> I brought this shit all yeah, the way around. Yeah, Come hilarious. on. Man. I like, I like I know <laughs> when
0: people that Kenzie has been trying to do that for a while and I'll eventually <laughs> dig, but I just don't like that. Um, locking in of freedom. Like I, I opt, opt my dream world would, I'd have enough money that I don't have to worry about just moving at the flick of a dime. And then if you don't own a house, you can collect less shit. You have to be able to move easy. I want to have less shit. I don't want to have things. I want to be able to move in a day easily. And especially, I mean, I'm starting to try to live to not even sleep on a bed. That would be even easier. I don't have to move a bed. Um, Heaven
1: forbid you go to a developing nation. You're probably not going to have one of those. Yeah, very good point. Even as a tourist. Yeah. Uh, And I agree with that. I am heavily laden with shit. Like there's not to mention all the crap I have in my house. There's a house that holds it all down. Yeah. Can't move that. stuff. It's not like I just get to get up and split. And yeah. unless I find a way to be independently wealthy. That's the dream. Don't get me wrong. Looking for some subscribers, no, you know, that's but, so funny. But <laughs> I mean, that's,
0: that's everyone, isn't it? Everyone feels like a disimpoverished millionaire or a temporarily disimpoverished millionaire.
1: So for many years, you know, there's a classic. What do you want to do? What do you want? What's your dream job? Win a lottery. Independently wealthy, <laughs> uh, because winning the lottery almost always fails. Yeah, but those like are eighty dumbasses. to ninety percent of people those have like us. six those years those of really great me. cocaine and, oh. and sex worker fueled years, and then they die out. Give right? it, give it. Right. Well, <laughs> you can you can go make <laughs> fire festival you'd like. Yeah. I'd like to make something that lasts a little longer, yeah. and and that's just going to take independently wealthy. Because then I could be Howard fucking Hughes, and I could build a giant wooden airplane be that Howard flies Hughes. twice.
0: Why not? You want to be Howard? Did you watch the video with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? He's no. some weird guy who, like, drinks milk all naked, and he's, like, bringing the milk. Yeah, just Hughes weird. is fucking crazy. Yeah, you want to be Hughes? I love eccentric <laughs> billionaires. Like, no, not eccentric that people? Not sexy. Love. Oh, no, it's so cool. I just did this thing. Um, I just researched. Keep your role models Howard Hughes. <laughs> I just
1: researched this thing called the um, the Great Stork Derby. And so it's this guy, uh, essentially he was a lawyer, a successful lawyer, but he also liked long-shot investments. So he owned racehorses and bought shares in breweries and all this kind of stuff. But he had no descendants, no family to speak of when he died, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What it ends up in is he gives money to – well, he gives one share of the brewery that he owned or of the shares – in the brewery that he owns, to each of the individual Protestant ministers in the area and the orange government in the area, which is also Protestant. None of these people like drinking. That's now they own a brewery. Requisite thing is they all have to work together or they, none of them get anything. Oh, that's cool. He owns part of a racetrack. He gives it to two guys who are very outspoken personalities against racing, gambling, betting, etc. Third chair gives it to a bookie who has no business owning part of a racetrack. No. Same clause. You all have to work together. The last one, Stork Derby part, is I will give the remainder of my income or my, you know, my, my whatever's left in my coffers to the woman that has the most babies in the next decade. Hmm. Crazy. That's nuts. And like this shit went to the Canadian Supreme Court to get noodled out. How much? But he's a lawyer. It was ironclad. It stuck together. But that kind of eccentric thought yeah. and the ability to do that—that's mm-hmm. the dream. To build a giant wood plane. mm-hmm Holler for milk and whiskey If that's what I need to do
0: It's not all that crazy Mine convert my money To gold bars Bury me with it And just put a bunch Of landmines Or like way out in the woods Put landmines Bury me with grenades That are like the You know everything So that they can find (laughs) So that Carter can find you Like Tutankhamen Two thousand years later And get exploded Instead of just cursed and dead Hide me And I'll make a (laughs) treasure map And put it somewhere And then I'll totally Have a bunch of Like I mean the gold Won't blow up from. There's a whole TV show About the Oak Island thing That's just some idiot That said there's treasure Buried somewhere So that'll be me dude no, Say hey. eccentrically rich, not eccentrically crazy. Rich. Thank you so much for your time, man. My Everything. Pleasure. Do you? Have, I mean, you kind of shouted out what your show is all about, but yeah, I'm good. It's called. Uh, you'll throw links in. I'll it's called being in. this person. It's
1: all lowercase letters and spelled correctly. Uh, easily found on iTunes on all the platforms. Beautiful. Lots yeah. of love, my dude. I appreciate it. I gotcha. Thanks, man. Yeah.